0: There is always an excuse because the numbers probably aren't perfect. They may never be perfect. That's okay. If right now they're 85% accurate and you're writing them in crayon on a napkin, then it's better than flying blind. And trust me, once you start sharing those numbers and holding people accountable for gathering those numbers, When you're looking at them every week, that's going to light a fire under your butt to make it more accurate, to have better KPIs, to do a better job. But as long as you're not doing it at all, because you're waiting for it to be perfect, you are flying blind as an organization. You made it. To the Better Leadership Team Show, the place where you learn how to surround yourself with the right people, doing the right things so you can grow your business without losing your mind. I'm your host and leadership team coach Mike Goldman. I'm going to show you how to improve top and bottom line growth, fulfillment, and the value your company adds to the world by building a better leadership team. All right, let's go. Imagine playing a sport and not knowing the score. Imagine flying an airplane and not knowing your altitude or not knowing your speed or not knowing where you are on the map. Most organizations are flying blind. You're trying to be successful in your business, but you're not looking at the numbers or you're not looking at the right numbers. Or the people on your team don't have access to the right numbers. Most organizations, I find, are doing a really bad job of measuring success. Which means that maybe the numbers are available. By numbers, I mean more than just revenue and profit. Maybe the numbers are available, but they're not being shared. Not being shared because the owner or CEO is fearful of sharing the numbers with their people. Maybe the numbers aren't even known or they aren't accurate. I was working with a client two weeks ago who knew they were having a problem or suspected they were having a problem with client retention, but didn't have an agreed upon measure for client retention. So sometimes the numbers aren't being shared. Sometimes the numbers aren't known or they're not accurate. Sometimes you're looking at numbers, but you're looking at the wrong numbers. The numbers are just numbers. People, You get together in a weekly meeting and people are sharing numbers and everybody nods their heads, but they're not actionable numbers. There are two things that, we do in a business that drives success in a business. There's things we're doing to improve the business, and then there's the whirlwind of the day-to-day. When I work with my clients, the, the things they're doing quarter in and quarter out to improve the business, implementing a new ERP system, launching a new product, we identify those, we prioritize those, we measure those using something called rocks. A rock is a 90-day priority. So there's improving the business, but then there's the whirlwind of the day-to-day. And it's the whirlwind of the day-to-day that I want to focus on in this episode because even companies that are pretty good at identifying a small number of rocks for a quarter Priorities for the year, moving forward to improve the business. More often than not, they're flying blind on the day to day. How do we know we're doing the right things every day? Another way I've heard it put is working on the business versus working in the business. And it's that working in the business or the whirlwind of the day to day, where there's something called KPIs, key performance indicators, that are your best gauge. Of success. Success is not everybody's working hard. Everybody's doing the best they can. That's not what success equals. Success needs to be quantifiable. So, a key performance indicator is a measure of success. What do I mean by that? So, if we're talking about the marketing function, is marketing successful because you have You've implemented a new website. Is marketing successful because you've got some cool new logo? Because your social media campaign looks really good and maybe has a lot of engagement? I'd argue none of those things mean marketing is successful. Maybe we gauge success in marketing from the number of marketing qualified leads we're getting every week. That might be a better gauge. How often is the phone ringing? Due to our marketing. And for these key performance indicators, marketing qualified leads being one, certainly the your, your PL is another, it's not just a matter of having the numbers. It's a matter of understanding what's the right level for success. If I share numbers around marketing qualified leads, or client retention, then they're just numbers. Our client retention this month was 92%. We had 43 new marketing qualified leads. So what? Is that success or is that failure? We need to know levels for both. And without the numbers and without the levels of success, understanding what's the level of success and what's that level of failure, most often it's red, yellow, green, this number or above. If we have a, a client retention of 96% or above, that's green, that's success. If we have a client retention of 90 or below, that's red, that's failure. Anywhere in between 90 and 98 is yellow. That means we're in danger. We haven't failed yet, but we're in danger. Without those numbers, without the levels of success and failure, I'd argue you're flying blind as a company. So let's talk about some of the types of KPIs. First, I'd say there are, and and these are not the only types, but these are the types that are going to be helpful to you figuring out what your KPIs ought to be. There's financial versus non-financial KPIs. If you are measuring revenue, cost of goods, gross margin, net profit, cash flow, that's wonderful. Are those KPIs? Absolutely. But are those the only KPIs you should be measuring? Absolutely not. If you are growing a product business, you might want to know how much of your product is shipping out the door. You might want to know your fill rate on that product. You might want to know your level of client retention. You might want to know, you might want to set goals in terms of how many new products need to be created and launched over the next quarter, over the next year. You know, if you're in a services business, you might want to, again, look at things like client retention, look at things like the launching of brand new services, What are you measuring that is financial? The P&L, the balance sheet, cash flow statement. But what are some of those non-financials? Again, like marketing qualified leads, like client retention, like order fill rate. So we've got financial and non-financial. Then we have leading versus lagging indicators. Most organizations are doing a fairly good job of measuring lagging indicators. A lagging indicator is a measure of success, but it's a measure of something that has happened. It's the measure of a result. Revenue, gross margin, net profit, those are all lagging indicators. Important to measure. The challenge is if you're only measuring lagging indicators, it becomes very difficult to figure out how and what you could impact. So if you're measuring revenue, and I hope you're measuring revenue, and your revenue is 20% below target, there's no dial that I can turn or lever I could pull to say, okay, turn the dial up on revenue and increase revenue 20%. If I had that dial, I would sell it for Crazy amounts of money. That dial doesn't exist. What does exist is an understanding of what your leading indicators are and the ability to turn up the dial on those leading indicators. So, if your lagging ind- indicator is revenue, it may be that you have a leading indicator, which is the number of sales meetings you're having with decision makers. Can you turn the dial up? on the number of sales meetings you're having with decision makers? Absolutely. Absolutely. I could turn that dial up and say, we need to make, we're making 50 calls a day. We need to start making hundred calls a day and meet with more people. If my closing ratio on sales is 25% and I need to up that to 50%, can I impact that? Sure. Let's look at our sales process. Let's look at the performance of our individual salespeople let's do what we can to improve our sales performance to up my closing ratio so we can't just look at lagging measures we've got to look at the leading measures and a leading indicator a leading key performance indicator is defined as the measure of an activity that drives a result the measure of an activity that drives that lagging indicator so An activity is the number of sales meetings you're having. An activity is the number of current clients you're going to visit. An activity is how often you're coaching your people to try to move them from B players to A players. So we've got financial versus non-financial measures. We've got leading versus lagging measures or key performance indicators. And then the last thing that I find is helpful is People versus process measures. We need a balance of both. What's a people measure? I'll give you two examples of people measures. A people measure might be employee retention. It might be an employee net promoter score. I'll throw in a bonus third. It might be the talent density of your organization, which I calculate by the percent of A players minus the percent of C players. Those are all people measures. Process measure may be how fast are we moving things through the warehouse? What's our order fill percent? Those are process measures. So if we're looking at financial and non-financial, if we're looking at lagging and leading, if we're looking at people and process, and we have indicators for all those, that's a pretty good start. We're doing pretty well. In addition to those types of KPIs, you want to make sure you have KPIs for each function. What what are the most important two to four sales KPIs? What are the most important two to four marketing KPIs? Talent development or people KPIs, financial KPIs, technology KPIs, all of the major functions in your company should have measures of success. Ideally, both leading and lagging measures of success. So number one, we've got to figure out what our KPIs are. Number two, we need a process. We need a culture, an attitude to hold people accountable for those key performance indicators. And number one most important thing is we need to share them. As I said at the beginning of the episode, I see a whole lot of leaders and owners of businesses really really scared to share the numbers. If my folks knew our revenue, if my folks knew our profitability, they'd all want to raise. And it's a load of garbage. Most people, even I hesitate to say, most people on a leadership team don't understand how to read a profit and loss statement or a balance sheet. People in your organization believe if you're making $10 million in revenue, the owner must be putting seven or eight million in their pocket. They have no idea that a healthy business is probably making 15% net profit. And of that 15%, you you may be investing a great portion of that back into the business, paying a great portion of that in taxes. So I have found when people start to understand the numbers and sharing the numbers comes along with education. Education is to how to look at those numbers. And it starts with the P&L. Do people really know what gross margin is and how they could impact it? Do people understand net profit, EBITDA, and how they... Can impact it do people understand how to measure cash flow and how they can impact it? You need your team together impacting them and in order to do that, you need people understand those numbers and you need to share them. Another thing to hold people accountable is every KPI should have an owner, should have someone accountable. If you are tracking inventory turns and you're off on your, your inventory turn is 20% lower than it should be, who's accountable? Who's accountable for marketing qualified leads? Who's accountable for client retention? And by the way, accountability is always in only one person. If everybody's accountable for client retention, nobody's accountable for client retention. So you need to share your KPIs. You need to educate people on those KPIs. And every KPI should have an owner. Someone around the leadership team table should own each one of those KPIs. Then we need to make them visible. We need to put them on a scorecard. That scorecard could be a spreadsheet. It could be the back of a napkin, for all I care. But you need some way on, a, at the very least, a weekly basis to be sharing those numbers on some form of scorecard. And that scorecard should not just have, here's our 75 numbers in a long list. That's not very actionable. But if you've got the right numbers, and those numbers are color-coded, red, yellow, green, depending on how you're doing against your targets, and don't track a number unless you've got a target measure of success for that number. If you've got red, yellow, green, now we can look at all those numbers and say, hey, good job on the greens. What do we need to do to fix the numbers in red? What do we need to do to fix the numbers in yellow? So you need to make it visible through a scorecard. There needs to be some regular uh, regular frequency of sharing those numbers. Most numbers are not going to change on a daily basis. Some might, but at the very least in your weekly accountability meetings with your team, those numbers need to be shared. And most importantly and lastly, We need a culture where we're holding people accountable for those numbers. Client retention is down. We don't just say, okay, I guess that's the world we live in today. No. What are we doing about it? And who should hold the members of the team accountable? It's easy to look at the leader of that team, the owner, the CEO, and say, well, it's the CEO's job to hold us all accountable. No, it's not. It's each member of the leadership team's job to hold each other accountable for achieving these numbers. Because by the way, if I'm not achieving my sales numbers, my peer over on the service side may not be able to achieve their numbers. If in marketing, we're not getting great leads, it's going to impact our sales numbers. All that's going to impact numbers we may not be able to hit in finance around cash flow. So as a leadership team, you need to hold each other accountable for those numbers. And lastly, the reason why I see most organizations fail at this, and most do fail, they're just not, there's no visibility, there's no accountability to the right numbers. They fail at it because they're letting perfect be the enemy of good. We're not going to start sharing these numbers yet because they're not all 100% accurate. We're not going to start sharing these numbers yet because marketing is still trying to figure out what their second and third key performance indicators are. We're not going to share them yet because we know our lagging indicators, but we haven't done a good job on our leading indicators. We're not going to share them yet because we don't have a beautiful scorecard yet. We're in the process of implementing a new data analysis tool. And it's going to give us some great graphs. And until then, we're not going to do it. And that goes on for one quarter, two quarters, three quarters. There is always an excuse because the numbers probably aren't perfect. They may never be perfect. That's okay. If right now they're 85% accurate, and you're writing them in crayon on a napkin, then it's better than flying blind. And trust me, once you start sharing those numbers and holding people accountable for gathering those numbers, when you're looking at them every week and you see there's a bunch of blank spaces, when you get to something that's in the red, but people go, yeah, but that number is not accurate yet, or you're looking at it on an ugly spreadsheet, you say, we need a better way to look at it. If you're looking at every week, that's going to light a fire under your butt to make it more accurate, to have better KPIs, to do a better job of presenting them and graphing them and color coding them. But as long as you're not doing it at all, because you're waiting for it to be perfect, you're just going to perpetuate that. And then you are flying blind as an organization. So my challenge to you is if you are not sharing KPIs, financial, non-financial, leading, lagging, people, process, by function. If you're not doing that at all, start. Whatever your next weekly meeting is, share what you can. Make sure you're setting targets, levels of success, levels of failure. If you're already sharing numbers, but they're not the right numbers, or they're not accurate, or they're not Color coded in the right way, or you're not having the right conversations, take that next step. So, either get started or take the next step to improve. But I promise you, it's like flying a plane without having any of those gauges in front of you and just hoping you land on the right runway. Don't run your business that way. Don't fly blind and don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Start using key performance indicators right now. Go to it. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Better Leadership Team Show. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would be ever so grateful. If you could rate the show and leave a glowing review on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and don't forget to connect with us on mike-goldman.com slash blog, where you could subscribe to my blog or at Mike Goldman coach on both Instagram and YouTube. Sharing is caring. So be sure to spread the word to anyone you think might enjoy the show. And remember, if you want to build a great business, You've got to have a great leadership team.